Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. Yeah. I'm eyeballing your fruit. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to grab a piece of fruit. Juicy fruit. Yeah. I got apples. Yeah. What is those? Uh, cuties. Oh, yeah. Fruit yeah. is nature's candy. Isn't it though? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I have to ask you something before we start, because the other day I was like doing some chores around the house and I had like my playlist going on my phone and it was every song, uh, I think it was just like a, a, a slew of like women rappers or whatever. Every mm. song in there, they use the term bad bitch. Mm. And I want to ask you, what does that exactly mean? I've been trying to figure that one out. I don't know. But I'm like, assuming is- it's a career oriented woman. Yeah, is it like if you pay your own bills, if you have your own house, do you does that automatically make you a bad bitch? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like it, it is a good question because I've heard that before and I'm like, hmm. I know like way back in the day when I was growing up, it just meant a very attractive woman. Okay, like was she bad? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. But that was a guy talking to another guy and it was, you know, that's just two dudes talking. Okay, so if said, it- oh, that's a bad Okay, so if a dude friend of yours said, oh, I met this girl, and man, she's a bad bitch, in your mind, you would interpret that as she's really attractive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay. again, it's a very derogatory <laughs> right. remark. It's terrible. That, but nowadays, it's used as a badge of honor, to That's your point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you went on a date with a woman, and you were just talking, and she's just like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch, yeah. like, what do you think that that would mean coming from her mouth? I, I, I don't know. I would ask her to define what that means exactly. <laughs> I'm really not sure. I've heard that term before and I've also figured, I've, I've tried to figure out what does that mean yeah. exactly. Maybe just everybody and interprets I, it differently. You know, again, it's maybe it's, it's like a term for a guy, right? Because bad guy uh-huh. can be interpreted as a good thing or a bad thing. You know, uh-huh. yeah, it's a bad dude right there. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but it could be he's a sharp dresser. It could mean that, right. you know, he fights really well. It could be... Uh, he's really wealthy, you know, whatever the yeah. case may be, right? But, you know, when you say it, you kind of know, I guess you have to look at the context. Right. But for women, it's just a general statement. But that's why I think it's uh, relative to the whoever's saying it, whatever they mean by that. But yeah. I would say just goal-oriented yeah. woman. It just made me think of like people from other, like they speak other languages and they talk about like how English, the term bad to the points, like it could yeah. mean all kinds of things. Like yeah. how confusing is that for them to try to learn our language? Yeah. And and they said, because I was watching a movie the other day. It's really good. Um, anyways. They had a, an interpreter uh-huh. and and the guy said, oh, you're just here as an interpreter. And he, and he said, uh, he said, yes, because he said he wanted him to translate. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I fumbled it. The guy said, uh, translate that. And he says, I'm not going to translate it, but I'll interpret it, which basically means if I do it word for word, it won't make sense. But yeah. if I tell you what the meaning is behind yeah. it, right, that's going to make a lot more sense to you than me trying to translate it word for word. So yeah. there is, there are all of those nuances and there's a... Um, there's another movie out there, and I've heard a couple of terms in other um, languages mm-hmm. where they can't define the term. Then they usually tell you, like, I can't translate it. Yeah. But if you say it, everybody knows what you mean, yeah. depending on the context of where you're at. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be doing our part two of cheating. So if you didn't listen to last week, we kind of started, um, we dived into, you know, how affairs start certain aspects of it um, and kind of what that entails. Um, that was last week. So if you haven't listened, please go back and listen. Wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's me neither. Wasn't me. But today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, once the affair is found out, right? So like mm. the aftermath of that, 
the the ripple effects, so to speak. Mm. Um, and then also different ways you get caught. You know, that happened. You Goodness get caught. Gracious. You could be one of the few that come out and just say it. <laughs> just tell your partner I mean, the truth. Remember there was a there was a show called Cheaters and that was Oh, the and whole that was premise. in Dallas yeah, too. Yeah, that was the whole premise of it is they were just trying to catch people. I'm assuming that spouses would go to the show and say, I think or maybe they had a contract with a private investigator or something, right? Uh-huh. And they said, I think my girlfriend, wife, whatever is cheating on me. Uh-huh. Can you investigate? And then these guys are like, Hey, can we come along with the camera? <laughs> <laughs> because if you noticed, and maybe because I don't know if it was real or not, because I heard some of that stuff was staged, but it had to have been. Some I, of that stuff was so ridiculous. I, I never know though. But I've seen some like TikToks and some YouTubes where supposedly oh, yeah. they're catching people. I don't know. A lot of that oh. stuff looks staged to me too. Because if you if that were real, why would they let them stay on camera for long? I saw one the other day that was like thirty minutes long. If I was cheating and you came in with the video camera, I would be out. I'm not going to just stand there and have a personal conversation knowing that you're recording it well, for everybody to see. One time, oh man, this was brutal, by the way. And I, again, I don't know if it's if it's true or not, but it mm-hmm. felt like it was. But the guy, I guess it was her birthday or something like that. Uh, it was some sort of special thing, and so he was recording it, so she had no idea. And he had bought her like a gift or something. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy. And he's so sweet. And he's like, yeah, baby, why don't you open up your gift? You know, <laughs> and then he opens it up and it's like, she she opens it and it'd be like a piece of paper. And she's like, what's this? And he's like, yeah. So I went to the doctor and got a paternity test. And it turns out my son's not my son. So what's going on? And she's like, uh, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> and so the whole thing and then she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah. So I just wanted to like, I have it on paper now. And it was ugly. It uh-huh. was really ugly. It was brutal. And she kept on saying like, stop recording me. But she's already in her uh-huh. own house. <laughs> uh-huh. But he wanted to record her reaction when, whenever he told her, I know that the child is not mine, which is a horrible way. I know uh-huh. I skipped a little bit, but, but, but that I don't think. If it was staged, what does she get out of it? Because she's just right. on camera now. Well, I guess not <laughs> all of them, but... But you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, well, again, I've never cheated. But if I did, that would be the worst way to find out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a dude, so it'd be different. It would, I would have, like, a second other family or something. She'd be like, yeah, I found her other wife. <laughs> yeah, so it brought them in. But that's happened before, too. Yeah. Because um, that still happens when they have, like, two... Like if it, you're in a position or you're in a, a job where you travel a lot, yeah, they do set up families. I did work with there. a guy that used to work for cheaters. He said he was like part of their like security kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago. I can't remember. I did ask him some questions about it. But yeah, for anyone who's not from here, the TV show Cheaters was filmed in Dallas. Um, but some of the stuff, like I said, it just looked too staged. It was like maybe yeah. there was some in there, but it, it starts to be like Jerry Springer because it's so outrageous. Well, you know. And, like and you catch him and they walk in and he's wearing like a the full-grown dude wearing like a diaper or something. Well, either way, I mean, my, my whole thing with that, aside from that, right, but just, just the, the reality of it right now, I've I've said some white lies in my, in my time. <laughs> Being called out on it is not a good feeling. Yeah. And so I'm trying to imagine what it would like to, what it would, what it would, uh, let, me, let me start that over again. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what it would be like uh-huh. if I had done something like that and then my wife, spouse, girlfriend oh, it's ter- called me yeah, that out. That sounds terrifying. And and knew for sure, like had details, right? Like brought the other woman with her or something? Something like that, right? Where you can't gaslight them and you can't deny it because yeah. like they have, you know, overwhelming proof or whatever. How would that feel? 
because it's got to not be a good feeling. Because like I said, I've said little white lies and yeah. they called me out and it's like, okay, it fine. It still yeah. feels bad, even though if it's like a little one, you know, but yeah, if it's something major, yeah. I feel like you, you get that feeling where your heart kind of sinks, you know, when you just heard something bad and it's just like. Well, because your deepest, darkest secret yeah. has just come to light and now you have to deal with, oh no. This was never supposed to see the light of day you know and now it has. What's funny now, uh, I was dating this one guy and we were in a serious committed relationship, but this was when I was in my early 20s and I didn't know a whole lot. I mean, you're still learning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this person, uh, he had a child with someone else and that girl, I think I told you the story, she had like, was telling me like, yeah, he was over here last night, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. And of course, like she's terrible. So I'm trying to believe my boyfriend, the person that I love, right? Yeah. And if there was one night, and I don't remember, it was like after something, some event like that happened, he came over to the apartment. But before he did, he made me like promise that that girl wasn't there. Mm. And at the time, I didn't really, I mean, my emotions were wild anyway at that yeah. time. But like, I didn't think of like, oh, there's a reason why it's true. You were cheating on me with this person because if you weren't, why would it matter if her and I were in the same room? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me with a, a really bad look. Like, I'm just saying, but as a, me. as a young person, real, I didn't me. know. I was just like, oh, well, you know, because they had a toxic relationship anyway. So I'm just, but looking back on it as an adult, it's like, oh, it's because you were sleeping with her. That's why you didn't want me to confront you with her because you can't sit there and lie to both of us. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be. I mean, again, lying, if 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 anything else life has taught me, it's usually not a good idea. And the truth can be painful too, but it's always going to be a lot easier than lying because mm-hmm. when lying, when it comes out, your integrity comes into question. Mm. Everything else that you've ever done comes into question. It's just bad. But I think in in the whole context of lying too, people will do that to themselves. Yeah. Because sometimes it's blatantly obvious to everybody except you. Mm. And sometimes you just turn a blind eye. You're like, I don't want to believe it. I don't yeah. want to believe that they're capable of doing something like that because this is the person that I love right. and chosen to be with. I do not. And if anything, sometimes I've seen this happen too where um, – they're just so, um, they feel like it's the world trying to break them up. So they're like, no, no, I'm not going to believe it because they just want to break up this beautiful, happy marriage that we have, which yeah. it's probably not. You know what I mean? So they won't even believe facts. And right. so that's when it gets really scary. When you start lying to yourself mm. and you don't want to face the hard truth, it's tough. Yeah, It's tough. But anyways. Well, the number one way that people get caught is texting. So yeah, no surprise there. really anything with your phone, because a lot of the affairs that I know about, even from like reality TV and stuff like that, it's always you left something on your phone. It was a video. It was a text exchange. Um, it was maybe your call log. I don't know. Maybe if you call log and it's like you're making phone calls at 2 a.m. Yeah. I don't know, dude, but that's the number one way people get caught. Or you could just be texting a friend about it. Lady, you know what I mean? A lady once told me that when a guy on the dating app right now, I took her out for a date and she told me if a guy asked me to get on WhatsApp, that means they're cheating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> means they're married. And that's because I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm assuming that you could log into it because they message one another, but maybe it's not like your text messages where they're yeah. there already on well, the phone. Well, it's stupid. If you're actually single, why wouldn't you exchange numbers? It's it's very obvious of what, you sure. know what I mean? If you're saying, oh, like, let's just communicate the WhatsApp. And it's like, come on, dude. 
I, like, sometimes they do try to make up legitimate reasons for it, but I don't know what. what I was going to say, like, be. what could you possibly? Well, uh, it uses too much know. data if I do it the other way. <laughs> I mean, but for sure, you know, you know, like, but yeah, I would say texting, it leaves. But now you, well, they, you know, if you were going to, you would think that they would cover their tracks and delete them. But again, if it comes through, yeah, it's dangerous. You because, may forget or just, I mean, if there's so much exchanges between you and that other person, Something's going to slip. There's going to be an email. There's going to be something, you know yeah. what I mean, that you just... You know, and I know this is a totally different, you know, aside from what we're going to talk about, but if I could digress for just a tad bit. The other person, because I know we don't really talk about that, right? So if, and, and I'm trying to think, I have been in a relationship with a woman or I've seen a woman where technically they weren't divorced, uh-huh. they were separated, but technically speaking, she's still married. Uh-huh. Right. Even though they might not be together, whatever it is that she told me that mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, how do I feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> that I'm the other dude. Right. Because I've been on the other side of that. I've been cheated on. I've never cheated on anybody. But now I'm the dude that um, they're cheating on their partner with. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because I, I, it didn't stop me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, we still went on. But I kind of feel like, and maybe for those people, they feel like they have a less of a responsibility because they're not the ones in a relationship. So for them, they don't feel as guilty because mm-hmm. it's like, look, I'm not married. Yeah. Yes, technically I'm I'm dating a married person, but I'm not married. I don't know. I'd be curious if anybody were bold enough to I can to understand. Say, Let's say that you lived in a state where you did have to be separated for 12 months or whatever their state requirement is. Yeah. And let's say that the marriage was really bad and then you met this guy when he was separated for six months already, right? And you really like him and let's say you guys click whatever. I can see how you have to believe that person. Let's just say it's totally legit. He actually is. They're not living together or they're not nothing, right? Mm. 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 I don't Mm. know if I would feel bad about that if I know, but again, you're just trusting that everything that they're saying is true. Yeah. But you, let's say that they have an apartment and you're like, okay, you go over to the apartment. Clearly there's the wife isn't living here, but he could have a secret apartment. He you could. never know. I mean, again, for me, most of the time, what's or a couple of times it's happened to me that, um, again, that, that part was never really fleshed out. Yeah. You just kind of assume that they were single and then we would get intimate and then I would find out that they're still married. Mm. And I'm like, oh, like, A, you should have told me because yeah. this maniac. Because one time, um, and and so I was chatting up a girl and, you know, we were talking or whatever. And I say girl, but, you know, she's a grown woman. Anyways, uh, we went out and whatever. And then, you know, uh, we ended up going back to her place. Uh, we got intimate, whatever. And then I don't know why. That's when she decided to tell me. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm just I hope my husband doesn't come home. Like during? <laughs> no, afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> afterwards. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And so it was a weird situation because he was um he had some mental issues and he would just leave for long stretches. He would just leave. Like he 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 was dealing with something. I don't know what it was, but he would <laughs> so just scary. get like I don't know if he would just get depressed or whatever, but he would just leave. And he would be gone for two or three days and then come back. And sometimes it would be weeks. And sometimes, and so oh, that's horrifying. she decided she was going to date, but obviously she can't tell him that they're not together because he would just disappear. And then she was like, yeah, he, he might've 
came back, whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why wouldn't she just go to his family and try to figure out a way to get him the help? I, I don't know. I didn't go into that much depth with that. <laughs> Sounds what like I, a but, lie. <laughs> but what I did do is, uh, you know, I didn't see her anymore or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's it's happened other times too where, um, you know, we got intimate and then they find out they have a boyfriend or something. I, I didn't know at the time, but yeah. you know, again, I wasn't. I think asking if that anything. happened to me. If if we were dating or whatever, then we were intimate. And then afterwards he said, oh, by the way, I'm separated. I think I would really be upset the fact that like, it doesn't mean that you're a liar, but the fact that you didn't disclose that to me makes me question like, okay, there's a reason why you didn't tell me. Because if you're going on a date, that should be like first date conversation. Be like, hey, just so imagine. you know. You would imagine. Uh, and you know what the funny part about it, and and I know exactly what you're talking about because- we don't, we're not supposed to say it, right? Because we're guys, but you do feel used. I most certainly did. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you just used me. Uh-huh. But again, I'm a dude, so we're not allowed to say something. <laughs> you can say it. They you were you used sex. and abused. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, I did feel a certain kind of way because I'm like, look, I, you weren't straight up with me. You obviously got what you wanted, you know, at the expense of, you know, me and the secrecy because I thought we're on the up and up. Right. Turns out we're not. Right. Your situation is not what I thought it was. That's what I mean. It's and the so, deception from her not telling you. Yeah. It, yeah. That's why I would be, even if, like I said, you were 100% separated and you were, you had to wait 30 more days or whatever. But I mean, it's hard to tell people like what you should. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends. You really shouldn't be dating if you're still married. But if you do live in a state where a year is a long time, and let's say that you've been checked out for a long time and you're just glad to be free and you do want to go date, who's to say? I think you should go date whenever you feel like you're ready. And I mean, but you need to be up front though. Me personally, and this is my, just my stance. This is where we differ. uh, I think you have to get married. You have to get divorced before you should date. That's just me. No, I understand. But that's just, that's just as a, as a rule of thumb, because anything other than that is going to get messy. Yeah. Anything other than that, it's going to get messy. So if you're dating a woman and she says we're separated, it's like, okay, cool. And you decide to pursue this. Technically, they're still married. So if he came over and one thing led to another, they started having drinks and then they sleep with them. What am I going to say? Oh, you shouldn't have slept with your husband. Technically, you're still married. So I'm going to feel a certain kind of way, but she's also going to point out "Eh, we're married. So maybe I want to make it work out. Where does that put me? Because I'm just, I'm setting myself up for failure at that yeah. point. Because anything can happen in between then. Until those papers are signed. Because again, guys, you pull this trick, or at least back in the day, they would pull it off all the time. I'm going to get divorced, sweetheart. So mm-hmm. you should sleep with me and we should have all the fun because I'm going to get divorced. So it's okay because I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then a year into it, it's like, eh, I think we're going to make it work out. And I've got what I wanted. So you can go away now. We're still married. Yeah. And then you're going to feel a certain kind of way, probably show up and try to boil my rabbit. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be saying, I will not be ignored. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, ah, but you need, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, you have to, for me. Right. You're, have the paper's been signed? Yes. Great. And we can, we can and try to make it. that's fine. Everybody work. can have their own stance on it. There was a situation where I had dated a guy who was separated and this situation was really different because they lived in two different states she was already with her new like fiance, I guess. And they were like having a baby. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can see though, it's like, okay, you're technically still married, but you, they had like some weird thing where they had to wait long periods of time for the separation based on the state that she lived in. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was this weird thing. So 
But again, I can clearly see you're not with this. She's with someone else. She's starting her life with her new whatever. And you guys are in two different states. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I felt okay with it because I'm not deceiving her. And she knew about me and her and I had spoken. Like it wasn't Don't get me wrong. It's out in the open. Yeah. But I would say, and and, and I don't know if this happened, but if it was anybody else but you, I would have said, he's sleeping with both of y'all. Yeah. That's for sure. That's not going to change. It might be out in the open, but he's not going to tell you that. I can tell you that right now. Because again, I w- I've been cheated on and she was sleeping with both of us. And even when she was dating other people, she was still sleeping yeah, with both if of she, us. So, because we were still married or whatever. So it's not going to stop because I think some cheaters still kind of feel an obligation. I'm still married. Yeah. So let's say it's a woman cheating. She's going to feel like, well, that's technically my husband. Unless she removes herself from that situation. But if they're still there... Of course they're going to Yeah, if she didn't live in another intimate. state, I probably would have been way more like, mm, maybe it wouldn't be for me, but... If he's going over there, again, it happens. Just coming from a no, guy... No, I know, but I'm saying in this particular yeah. scenario, yeah. he was with me every single week. Like there was yeah. not... He didn't fly during this period of time. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that yeah. like, if she was living here, I may feel differently about that. It but happens that was all my the time. Only... It's, 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 again, because you've, you've already... There's a certain amount of familiarity there mm-hmm. and you know you know how it is when you're even if you're in a uh it doesn't even have to be marriage even just in a boyfriend girlfriend there's that last yeah hoorah if you will you know what i mean because it's like okay yeah we already decided we're gonna break up it doesn't happen all the time but sometimes it's like all right let's get this last hoorah yeah women don't care about that <laughs> Maybe because it's too easy for us to find another person to do that with. So it's like, there's no, think, there's no need to hibernate. Like No, but I know that like, for instance, I think they feel like it's almost like a pity, a pity lay, if you will. Right. Like, okay, fine. This is going to be the last time. <laughs> it's not like I've never slept with them before. Women will rationalize. I'm assuming again, I could be totally wrong, but I would imagine they probably rationalize like, yeah, I've already been with them. What's one last time? What's the point? You know what I mean? I guess. I'll give them this one. But for us, it's not like our last or we don't think of it like that because it's like. Although I have been, and this is the other thing that's happened to me before. And I don't know if guys, other guys have experienced the timing could have been, but I did feel like right before she broke up with me, she had that last hoorah. Mm. (laughs) Because shortly after that, and like things were, I thought things were going good. And then, you know, she came over, she gave me one last hoorah. And it's happened a couple of times. And after that. We we broke up, or she hmm. was like, "Hey, I don't think this." Maybe gonna she work. felt guilty. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm saying. I don't know, yeah. but you know, I don't. I, but at the time, I was like, "Man, she got one in." I don't. I don't know if she did it intentionally or, like you said, maybe she felt guilty. Whatever, but I just felt a certain kind maybe of way. The, the, I'm not going to ask you what it was, but like maybe it's the reason why she wanted to break up that she felt a little guilty, and maybe just thought it would be softened. It softened the blow. absolutely, yeah. and it sure did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was fantastic. But like I said, it couldn't have had, it could have been just coincidental. Yeah. I don't know, but it sure felt like that. Yeah. So. Another way that people get caught and maybe not getting caught in the act per se, but um, when little things start to change, right? Things are out of the ordinary. You're either working late. Mm-hmm. Let's say you all of a sudden start going to the gym. You get your teeth fixed. You mm. do all kinds of, you know what I mean? Mm. You improve yourself way too much. Exactly. You're like, I just want to feel good. You just start eating a lot of salads and like maybe you get a a new fancy car and you're like, I deserve it. All these little things, like I said, it's not the act per se. You have to like investigate, but you start noticing changes in your partner or maybe you guys stopped being intimate 
or, you know what I mean? Like that's usually, I'd say one of the first indicators, um, not always, but like, if you're not having intimacy, I think that my mind would go to, well, I know he still needs it. So if he's not intimate with me, what is it? Right. And sure. let's just assume in the scenario, he is actually having an affair. I don't mean like he's going through something or whatever, but yeah. that would be an indicator for me. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of reasons why people might lose the the, the drive to want to wanna have sex. It could be medical. It could be stress. It could mm-hmm. be a lot of things. So you have to be careful with that. But yeah, that typically is. And then the other thing too is on that same note is that you want your spouse to improve. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of an oxy, well, not an oxymoron. What is it? It's a double-edged sword, right? Uh-huh. Because you want them to improve. And then they do improve and they they start looking, they look really, really good. Mm. Now the problem is where that person, whether it's a guy or girl, maybe didn't get a lot of attention before, Mm -hmm. will start getting a lot more attention because now they look super good, right? If it's a guy, he lost his belly fat, he's chiseled up, Mm -hmm. you know, he's he's working out. He's going to a tanning salon all of a sudden. Yeah. And so, you know, he's walking with his, you know, chest out, you know what I mean? He's feeling very confident, which is a very attractive trait. For a woman, same thing. Let's say she she loses a few pounds, is getting fit, and all the everything's going back to where it used to be back in the day. You know what I mean? Because we all get big, right? But like, and then she's you know the the weight is being lost in all the great places, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're not, so it's a delicate because you want to support them, but at the same time, you do know that them getting better also is going to attract a lot more attention. So. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, the best thing that you can do is try to follow them and and do that. But again, and here's where the things are for marriages is there's a little bit of give and take because if you have other responsibilities, in order for you to be able to, because you have to, it's a lifestyle change, right? Which means that if you're used to helping out with the kids, doing, you know, uh, homework with them, staying home, doing dishes, blah, 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 you're going to have to give up some of that so you can go to the gym. Right. And it's the same thing if it's the woman, right? She does all that and your husband is like, okay, I'll take over that so that you can go to the gym. Well, she's getting better. She's also going to get more attractive. If it's the reverse, right? A guy goes in that he's going to get more attractive. But now you're left with trying to hold down the fort, so to speak, while they go and improve themselves. Right. So you might not always be able to do it together, which again, yeah, I don't know it doesn't stop it from happening a hundred percent. But if your partner comes to you and they legitimately they say, like, I want to get fit let's do this together. I want to share this with you. It's probably more beneficial for you to try to do that. Not only for the benefits for yourself, right? Health and fitness is important, right? But to your point, it's like, it's probably better that you guys go on that fitness journey together. Absolutely, It's something to share together. But yeah, it it cuts off some of the temptations of you go to the gym. I don't know, some cute girls over there. And you're like, well, my wife, you know, I try to get her to get involved and she doesn't want to. Working out as a couple, I think it's great. It's been a while since I've been to the gym, but I heard that you can pick up people there. I've heard both. I've heard people say, no, I go to the gym to go to the gym. I'm not there to pick up anybody. And then I've heard other people say, yeah, I've, I've met them at the gym. So yeah. I, like, I don't know. You know, I don't know whether uh, I guess if you're both looking and you're both yeah, there. Yeah, because you already share that bond of working out. It's something that you can already connect with that right, person. Right, but there's not like a like an unspoken all the way around like when you go there. Right. It's, you know what I mean? Like 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 when you go to a club for instance, I was just right? about to say yeah, that. Yeah, it's different because you're yeah. there and if you get upset that you're married or you're in a relationship and people are hitting on you, you kind of expect it because you're there. That's what they do at these sorts of things. Like mm-hmm. most people are there for that, right? Unless you're going to a wedding and you're not trying to hook up. But even then, you know, but anyways, um, yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah. 
But after the affair comes out, let's say either you caught them in some kind of way or you're that small percentage of people. I mean, I'm sure people do it. I say small, like candidly, but like actually going to your partner without any um, impromptu, like, you know, scenario and just say like, look, I have to tell you something, right? Um, oh, confess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I don't think that happens very often. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the stats on it, but I'm assuming most people <laughs> don't it's just... Low. Unless you're just riddled with guilt, you know what I mean? And the riddled with guilt that you're just so done in that relationship that... Yeah. And even then, you'll probably not tell the truth. Sometimes they just like, you'll hey, I want out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't... You know, the, usually the first thing is there's somebody else. Right. But. Um, so there are obviously is two options. You can choose to forgive and stay and work on it. Typically what married uh, couples will do, they go to counseling at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think counseling can be very beneficial. It depends on if you're open to it, but that's usually the first step that happens if you decide to work on it. Now, here's the thing that I don't know if I would be able to do this personally, but if I choose to stay with you, and work it out and forgive you, that means that I cannot continue to bring it up all the time, continue to fight about it. If I chose to forgive you, I need to forgive you. And with that is going to have to come the trust part, right? Yeah. So I told you a while back, like I knew this person where her husband had an affair and she decided to stay with them, but she was monitoring him all the time. They would mm-hmm. FaceTime all during the day. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Send me your location. It was all of that, which to me is like, then you didn't forgive him because now there's no trust, which I understand is inevitable. But if you're telling that person like, okay, I'm going to stick with you and we're going to work on, I'm going to forgive you. And then you say you forgive, but you really didn't forgive because you're bringing it up two years later. Like, oh, well, remember Becky well, or whatever. Well, the, the 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 problem is, unfortunately, is that you have to rebuild the trust. Right. I'm not saying it'll happen right yeah. away, and that's, but that's that's the hard part, though, yeah. because what they're trying to do um, is they're just trying to build that comfort level again, where I can trust you, and so they it does feel like they're you know overbearing or whatever, but you have to understand from their point of view, it's a difficult situation. And, and and it also depends on how it came to light. If you confess, that's one thing. But if I caught you and then we're still going to try to make it where you have to understand I uncovered it. So in confronted with the truth, you eventually said, yeah, whatever. Maybe I have evidence, pictures, whatever the case or text messages, you know, like you said, it, it happens. Well, now I know you're capable of lying. So it's a dilemma because you do want to trust him again, but it's going to be very difficult to just say, okay. Right. You know, any any traumatic event, right? If if you were in a plane crash and you need to, and that's, it's been a year, but now you need to fly somewhere, you can't just say, well, I'm just going to get on there like nothing. It's going to take you a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're like, it, maybe I don't want to get on a plane. Maybe I, it was just so traumatic for me. Or if you saw a plane crash and you saw a bunch of people, you know, uh, die just horribly, it's going to it's going to it's going to take a minute. Maybe you can get over it, maybe you can't. Maybe you want to, uh, but it's not going to be as easy as one might think. So there has to be a little bit of patience on the other end and there has to be a certain amount of atonement. I think long term you're absolutely right. I think I don't it's not sustainable. You can't do that forever. Yeah. Um how you rebuild trust? That's a good question. I yeah, don't know. I guess maybe there'd be like if I was decided to stay and let's say I was really going to try to forgive. There may be certain things like um let's say for instance uh, he cheated on me with a coworker. Well, then my one of my rules may be like, okay, well, I don't want you to go to happy hours anymore. 
Like I would feel very uncomfortable if you continue that, right? Yeah. It's not that I'm following him to the bar and sitting outside with my binoculars or anything like yeah. that. Some people do that. Yeah. I don't think it's really healthy. Um, but again, maybe that's what the counseling is for, right? It'll try to help you, you know, rebuild your marriage. But uh, I think just any in any type of fight, if I say, okay, I forgive you, then you need to drop it. You don't need to revisit that over and over and over again because then you just lie. You didn't really forgive me. Yeah, I mean, but I think there, there'll be triggers, right? Because here's the other part, and I'm going to play devil's advocate again because, again, I love being the devil. <laughs> 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 but let's just say for the sake of argument, let's say you had an affair. And um, let's say you really emotionally got attached to this guy, mm -hmm. right? And let's say he emotionally got attached to you. But after thinking about it and you said, you know what, I don't, I don't want to get a divorce for real. Mm -hmm. There's obviously my marriage is not as happy as I would like it to be or is content, whatever. Plus I have children. Plus I have family members. Like there's so much that goes into it. And so your logical brain goes to a divorce is not the best option. Mm -hmm. Like staying together is the best option. Okay. I might have to forsake a few things, but that's really the best option, mm -hmm. right? So you decide... Okay, I'm going to confess. And you confess to your husband. He loses it like he should, whatever, or like it's expected. And then you try to make it work and he tells you the same thing. Well, you still work with Jake. Don't want you to mm -hmm. go out to happy hour. Or if you can just avoid them all together, please do so. Yeah. Right? Well, you still have an emotional connection to Jake. It's not so easy. It's not so easy to just say, okay, we're done. That's it. This is a person you've been intimate with physically, emotionally. They know some of your deeper secrets. As a matter of fact, you have a shared experience in that you both were in this affair together. Nobody else knew. So you have a thing that's mutual just to you two that nobody else knows about that you'll take to the grave. And so it's not so easy because if Jake shows up, he might show up and he might want to talk to you. It's going to be hard and nobody's watching, mind you. You're regulating yourself for you to just say, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. It's going to be hard. Well, that's where your discipline comes in. Well, but you still have feelings and that's where I the know, feelings but are if tough. I if that were me, if I had this affair and I came clean and let's say that I 100% wanted to stay in my marriage and that's I meant everything that I said. Yeah. I know me. I have the discipline that I would cut Jake off completely because I'm focusing now on what I really want is to fix my marriage. I understand a lot of people can't do that. I personally know that I can because I've mm. been tested on not this, but a bunch of other scenarios where mm. your self-discipline comes into play. Yeah. So it's possible, but I think you know, that there's... And I think like with self-discipline, that's, that's kind of it, right? The, the regulating oneself, you know, again, we, you know, we, we, we've talked about it in the previous one where just don't put yourself in that situation right. for sure, right? right? But if you can not put yourself in that situation, then chances are you won't have to have that discipline to not do right. that. Because again, once you're emotionally involved, to your point, if it really wasn't that big of a deal, right, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But you know, you said that that's that's a type of of cheating, <laughs> an yeah. emotional, an emotional cheating. Uh, and fair enough, I would say that's a lot more powerful to overcome than just the physical part. But I I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Well, obviously there are a lot of. Um emotional things that happen after affair. But before that, I want to talk about the effects on friends and family. So kids in particular, um, if you are in a marriage and one of you cheats on the other and you have children together, what that 
aftermath is going to be like, even if you decide to stay together, let's say you decide to stay together and now the house is toxic, right? And your kids are witnessing that all the time. Or if you decide to separate, now they're going to have two different homes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's affairs rarely ever only affect that one person. No. Even if you don't have children, you let's say that you're attached to their family, you have mutual friends that you've had oh, yeah. for years. There's a whole bunch of stuff that will now come crashing down. So when you think about like, oh, that guy's kind of cute. Think about all the other people that are going to be affected by that. Oh yeah. There's, it's a huge downstream effect and it, it affects a lot of people. Yeah. A lot. Cause again, let's say you have a friend and, and they're married and now all of a sudden, you know, they're divorced because he cheated or she cheated. Mm-hmm. You got to, in some cases, not always, but you have to decide which one are we going to be friends with now? Yeah. Because they were a couple, right? We're, that we knew each other as a couple, but we can't obviously hang out with both of them anymore. Right. And we can't, you know, unless they're really good with one another, but I don't want to put myself in that situation. What if, you know, the, we choose a woman and then she gets a new boyfriend and I got to see him again. Yeah. And I got to tell him, oh yeah, we went the other night with your ex-wife and her new boyfriend. He's not going to want to hear about that. So you kind of almost sometimes have to choose what do you want to do. And then the other thing is that even if they're together, again, you know how difficult that is for, you know, let's say parents and in-laws and sister-in-laws. Again, they didn't do anything wrong. So like, what do you do? You know, again, that used to be my sister-in-law, but now she's, you know, she did something she shouldn't have. Or that used to be my brother-in-law. He did something he shouldn't have. It's tough. It's It puts everybody in a... I mean, you want to love them both and don't get me wrong, you probably do. But at the same time, you have that conundrum of you have a value system. And most people, I would say, if not everyone, maybe I'm wrong, agrees that betraying somebody is wrong. Right. <laughs> religious, religious uh, you know, doctrine or, or dogma, whatever side, is just wrong to betray somebody. And you know that because nobody here would say, I'm okay with somebody betraying me. No, there's nobody that would say that, right? Yeah. So by sheer virtue, it'd be like, no, I don't ever want to be betrayed, which means it's wrong. Yeah. So I, it's not a good thing to do that to somebody else. You know, it's funny too, and for men versus women, what I've seen is men are, it's easier or more likely that you would continue to hang out with the dude if an affair broke out. Let's say you and your wife are best friends with this couple. Mm-hmm he has an affair, let's say, or whatever. You as the other husband, you could still be friends with that dude. You can go golfing, whatever. But the woman looks at it as it's another step of betrayal of like, if that's my best girlfriend Mm -hmm. and you and I are married, I'm like, Jose, you can't hang out with James. That's my best friend. He cheated on her. I'm more likely not, we'll never try to see James again. Again, it has a ripple effect because now we got to figure out what we're going to do because if I... Now you got to sneak like, around. Yeah, because if I like hanging out with the dude, right? It's yeah. like that has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the affair. It has nothing to do with anything. I know. You're her friend or maybe you guys are close. She might not like me anymore. And I get that too. But again, it it, it has all kinds of it's repercussions. It's weird how guys can be more okay with it. Women, Women are pretty supportive of one another nowadays too. No, I'm saying the guys are more likely to continue to hang out with the other dude than the woman. You mean if the woman cheated? So like, let's no, say, and you that's and I a, are married and yeah. we have a friend couple. Yeah. He cheats on his wife and she's my best friend. She's your best friend. We're all friends. Yeah. I'm not going to go see, I'm not going to go hang out with James anymore right. because he did my friend wrong. Right. But men typically, they can... Um, disassociate that and still go hang out with James. Like, oh, we're going to go play golf. And then- So you're saying that if the shoe was on the other foot, in other words, if she, your your friend, cheated on him, 
you wouldn't be friends with her anymore? If I was friends with him, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was friends with him. Like, I still continue. Because we can't hang out with the couple. Obviously, he's not going to come hang out. He's not going to be the right, third wheel. Right, but I, as your wife, may feel a certain type of way because you're still hanging out with James, even though James did our friend really dirty. Well, that that's what I'm saying. If 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 it's the girl that cheated, the woman, uh-huh. right, I can still hang out with the dude. You're probably not going to have a relationship with him anymore other than in social arrangements. And yeah. that's in a big group. And that's after we decided that we're not going to hang right. out with her, right? But I'm still going to be friends with him. I don't expect you to be friends with him. But if she cheated, you're still going to be friends with her. That's probably not going to stop you unless you have a very strong, you know, ethical, moral, you know, dilemma where it says that I can't because you betrayed somebody so I can't be your friend anymore. You're still going to be friends with her too. Now, again, if that were to happen, let's say I don't hang out with him, mm-hmm. you can still hang out with her. I'm not going to feel any kind of way about it because I figured, well... Let me, let me put it into another scenario. So let's say that I'm dating a guy and he's friendly with my father. And then him and I break up and he did me dirty, like horribly. And oh, I tell my yeah. dad, dad, James did X, Y, Z and it's terrible, right? Yeah. My dad is more likely to continue to hang out with James, even though we're not in a relationship together. Yeah. See, I wouldn't and, do that. That's but that's what I'm saying. Story. There's that's totally different. What I've seen is typically guys can disassociate this thing that happens. It's like, well, this has nothing to do with me. You had an affair. I don't care. I'm going to still right. want to play pickleball with you, right? But women, it's different. It's like if I had a son and he came to me, same scenario, and and he told me this horrible thing, I wouldn't be hanging out and getting pedicures with his ex-wife or girlfriend anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but I mean... I don't know. Again, for that scenario, because that's that's my daughter, I wouldn't do that, right? Or if I had a son and his wife or whatever cheated and then they were not together, I'm not saying I would like shun her away. but No, but like, you wouldn't be hanging out with her. Absolutely them. not. You know, and then I would see her, I would say hi and this, that, and the other because she's the mother of kids and all that. But but no, I wouldn't. I Some wouldn't people do. Usually when I see that, it's because the person doesn't want to be disliked. It's hard for them, so they continue to be overly nice to somebody that it really doesn't matter. They weren't part of the family. It's done. The relationship's yeah. over. So I'm talking about because the dad thing. Like, why Why do you still need to be friends with James? Like, he's not in our family. We weren't married. Move on. He cheated on me. I told you everything. Yeah. Why are you still trying to be friends with him? I think I think it also depends on everybody's, um, you know, moral yeah, uh, or their value system. Because some people might see that as, eh, it happens. What are you going to do? Right. You know, and they just move on, right? And they could be, they can be that way nonchalantly about you know whether it's a male or female. It's like, yeah, they cheated. Yeah, it is what it is. Now, for anybody that's ever that it's ever happened to, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, those people tend to be more uh, critical of those because it's like, no, no, I know exactly what that feels like. So whether it's a guy or a girl, it, for me, I might not want to hang out with him if I knew the circumstances around that. I might not want to hang out with him anymore because I'm like, no, nah, dude, I know what that's like, and it hurt. It hurt really bad. Yeah. Sorry, I can't hang out with you because if you have, if you can do that to somebody you love, <laughs> I think you like me. Yeah. God only knows what you would do to me. But if you did that to somebody that you, you know, you uh, professed your love to and went out and married and all that, and that's what you did to that person, like, nah, I don't need you anywhere near my wife. I don't need you anywhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, around me at all. I'm sorry, man. Now, now don't get me wrong. It depends on the person too, right? right? Because if, you know, you have a friend and you were together and you know, if you know more of the circumstances or whatever, you know, it might come into play too. But, you know, I'm, I'm big about your reputation is everything. And 
you shouldn't be judged on your worst act. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but at the same time, it's one's really, really bad. Yeah. That one's pretty doggone bad. But anyway. But yeah, it affects everybody. But um, for the person who was cheated on, um, this can cause um, a lot of emotional issues. Um, you can get into a depression. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that follow that. We always do that of like, what's wrong with me? Am I not worthy? You know, oh, yeah. we start to question ourselves, which is natural, but it's, it is really destructive because it's usually not about you. You know what I mean? Well, you question, you question the, the whole marriage. Yeah. The whole thing comes into question and that is devastating. Again, it's, it's maybe adjacent to perhaps, I don't know, I'm, you know, maybe I'm just talking nonsense, but it's like if you were adopted and didn't find out until you were like 30 and then all of a sudden it's like, oh. Don't get me wrong. They still love you and all, but like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know the, the yeah. truth and it's going to mess with you a little bit. Yeah, because you try bit. to rewrite history. Like what Absolutely. you remember is like, Absolutely. okay, let's look at it under the, this Absolutely. lens now. Absolutely. And once you've discovered that lie and it's a major one, mm-hmm. then you know they're capable of lying. And not only are they capable of lying, but they're capable of lying of one of the biggest things that one can do. Mm-hmm. And they're also capable of hurting me that way. Like they're... And again, I'm just giving you the process of, of some of the things that go in your head. It's like, how callous can they be? This is a person that was telling me that they love me all the time, and yet they're sleeping with somebody else and they're having an affair on me. How horrible of a person are they <laughs> to yeah. do that? Everything comes into question. Yeah. Everything. And again, you have to process all these feelings and all these emotions. But to that end, it depending on how you know it catches you off guard, you have to rethink everything, including your future. Like you said, one of the options is to go move forward together and the other one is to get a divorce, right? Yeah. And so everybody has to make that decision on their own. But but yeah, there's emotional effects to that. There is also some um, different kinds of medical effects, one of which is um, STDs. If you are um, having, you know, relations with anyone else, you don't know who they've been with. So basically it's like, Let's just say even you um, hire somebody, right? And then you have oh relations with that person and you're married and obviously you're going to continue to be intimate with your wife and then you give her something else, which I can't imagine what that feels like of the person who had to find out. Yeah. Because they know. It's like, I know I haven't slept with anybody, so it's right. I'm only getting it from this right. one person. Yeah. Um, but also to my research, I thought this was funny. They said, well, not funny, but... Um, that men are more likely to have a heart attack if they're cheaters. And they said it's because of, well, multiple things, but it's the stress Mm -hmm. of having to uh, keep it a secret, right? All the guilty conscience that goes along with that. Also, too, in this study, I guess most of these men were um, having affairs with younger women, but it's also keeping up with a younger person's uh, like physical demands, right? So you start having sex probably more. You're going out, you're eating, you're drinking. It's all these like physical effects on your body. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. So if yeah. you don't want to die. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. Can you imagine? And again, I've tried to do this too, of how, how you have to keep your emotions in check. So I, I try to, you know, I'm going to a, a thought exercise here, right? So I'm a cheater. I've just slept with a, with my mistress, right? Mm-hmm. We had hot, passionate sex, blah, 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 intimate. And then 30 minutes or an hour later, I'm kissing my wife on the cheek when I come home. And I have to pretend like nothing has happened. And I have mm-hmm. to look at my kids 
an hour ago, I was sleeping with somebody else doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't be doing in some seedy dark. And so I have to pretend now I have to, it's, you know, and bear with me here, right? You're an individual, right? Which means you're, you're one person, but now you've got to compartmentalize yourself. Even if you're at work, which you are different at work because you have to act better, you can still come home and talk to your wife about work. She might not want to hear about it yeah. and vice versa, but there's no secrets there, right? It's like, yeah, so-and-so was doing this, so-and-so was doing that. It's like, but now there's a part of you that you are unable to share. Not only that, you have to keep it a secret. Not only that, you know that if that person finds out what you just done, it's going to devastate them. Mm. And now you have to look at the face of the person that you've just betrayed in the most horrible way. And tell them that the one person that's not supposed to hurt them just hurt them in a way that they may not recover. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that do not recover from that because, and that's part of the reason why they try to keep it alive forever because they know they got to face the music at some point. Yeah. And so for cheaters that are thinking about cheating, think about the look of your face on your spouse's <laughs> face every time you flirt and throw your hair around or every time you call somebody cutie or whatever the dude does, uh, think about what your wife's face is going to look like when you devastate her um, and your kids and you have to tell them all the stuff and maybe that'll deter you. Yeah. But STDs are yucky. Yeah. Yeah. They did another poll and they just basically asked people if you've been cheated on. So this is going to include uh, physically cheating, emotionally cheating or both. 54% of people say they've been cheated on. But only 33% of people say they were the cheater. So the math doesn't yeah, quite, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, don't want to tell on yourself. That, but yeah. so over half of, I mean, I don't know too, like if they really investigate, because there could be some things where you're like, yeah, I think she was cheating, but you don't really know. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think about that too. But I guess you're more than half likely to be cheated on at some point. Um, another fun fact is that... Um, of those people that admitted that they cheated before, um, 90% of those women say that it was an emotional affair. Mm. So emotional affair, and we, we've debated this before, but it's 90% for women and 77% for men, meaning that women are more likely to have an emotional affair. So does someone. that does that imply that there was no physical intimacy or are we saying that right, that's just the only, only reason that they were in it was because... It was primarily emotionally emotional. cheating is just the emotion part. Okay. So there's emotional, there's physical, and then there's both. So you can be physically and emotionally cheating with the same person. Okay. Here's here's my only only problem with that, mm-hmm. and maybe I haven't thought it out. So if you figure this out, let me know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So emotionally cheating implies what exactly? That you're sharing intimate things about yourself to another person. Or is it that you're emotionally attached to another person that you shouldn't be? This is where it gets tricky because everybody is going to define that differently. The same way that some people look at um, kissing is not cheating. Some people think that. Some people think that if you're not married, if you're just in a committed relationship. I mean, I really- kiss my buddy's wife on the cheek when I see her, but I don't, con- I mean, I'm not kissing her on I'm her lips. I'm just saying it depends saying. on what that person thinks is emotional cheating. So, or same thing with physical, right? Like if I say that in my, but in my 
head, I'm not speaking me, but I'm saying to other people, I've heard people say this is like, well, if it's not below the belt, it's not cheating. If you're not actually married, it's not cheating. If it's, you know, one night stand, it's not really cheating. Like everybody comes up with their own definition. My definition is any contact that's sexual in nature. I think emotional (laughs) cheating for me is maybe where you are um, only going to that person, the other person for all your emotional needs. Okay, so... Not giving your partner the chance. So, and fair enough. And this is the part where it gets cloudy for me. Because if that were the case, then... Because that's what therapists are for. Because you're going to go to your therapist, you're going to give some intimate details about yourself Mm -hmm. that even your spouse wouldn't know. And you're paying them. So so what does that say about you? Are you emotionally cheating and you're paying that person? So like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's the same. That's a... um, But that's what I'm saying. Is it because you are emotionally attached? In other words... If, because I've heard this right from women, right, is it's much more devastating when they find out that their husband has had a physical affair with somebody. But if they find out that he actually loves her, right, it seems to make it worse. If that makes so sense. So maybe that's the both part. There's the emotion of he loves her, but he was also physical with her. But for a woman, it hurts worse if he did love her. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that's why that. So like if you're having an emotional affair, if they fell in love without getting physical, but it's very rare that that happens. Well, let's I would just say, say that they did. Like if you yeah. met someone online that didn't live here, let's just say, because I've heard this before too, you're, you know, late night, you're on whatever. You meet some guy in Denmark online and you guys start talking and it becomes very flirtatious and very intimate, personal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm married, you said? Yeah, okay. we're married. So... Even if I never see that guy at all, let's say that later on you as my husband go to my computer and find, I mean, hours and hours of what we were saying and you can see here, it's very personal. It's not like you were going to this person for therapy and therapy is different because you were paying that professional for a service. Mm -hmm. But in, you know, let's say like, let's say that I do love this guy in Denmark. And fair enough. My first question would be, have you guys seen each other and have you been intimate? Mm -hmm. Right. If the answer to that is no, I can get over it a lot quicker. Right. Now, because again, if it's if it's a situation where, okay, do you care about this dude enough? Do you want a divorce? Is that what you're saying? And if you tell me like no, but he's been feeling a need that I've had that I've been ha- that you're not fulfilling, and that's how that started, okay, I can deal with that. It's like, okay, great. Now, of course, going forward, if we're gonna make this work, you need to stop talking to that person, right? Mm-hmm. But it's for for men, it's the opposite. If we find out you've been intimate, yeah, game over. Yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax after that. Because if your answer to that is yes, we hooked up one time, or yes, we just started seeing each other like two weeks ago, whatever, whatever. We're gonna want more details, whatever. That's gonna be way more devastating in general for a guy. Now, again, we're making general statements here, but you know, and everybody's different. But yeah. for me, anyways, I would, and I probably know a lot of dudes that'd be like, nope. Once they got intimate, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And but emotional. Guys, eh. Some guys do have emotional affairs, but when it comes to sex only, when they polled people, it was 20% of men and 13% of women. And this was in 2016. So it's been a little while, but women are not that far behind when it comes to um, having like a sexual affair. But I think an emotional affair for woman for a woman is, um, uh, it's just, I think it's easier because you're not, 
if you do it in a certain way, you're not going to be caught with this person. It's usually just a lot of phone calls, texting, well, you know, that kind of thing. You know me and my stance on that. And I'll give this advice to any woman and man. Don't ever discuss your relationship with the opposite sex mm. friend. Ever. Don't ever do it. Because you're opening up a door to something else. Because guys are susceptible to it too. Yeah, they want they want uh, a sympathetic ear. They want somebody to listen to them. They want somebody to give a crap about them, right? And and women do too. And so, I would never share any issues that I'm having with my wife with a female friend. To a dude friend, sure, all right. day long. We'll go have beers. Tell you what's going on and be like, yeah, it sucks. And then, you know, we go home. Well, the other thing too is that if you're complaining or confiding in someone else, you're already in an emotional state. So you're already going to be more susceptible to Mm -hmm. maybe even bad advice. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, let's say that you do go to your coworker friend that's a woman and you tell her all this stuff and she was like, well, Jose, it doesn't really sound like she loves you. Like you start planting right. all that's this not, stuff. I know. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like you're going to believe that more it. than if you were totally happy and someone said, Jose, your wife doesn't really love you. You'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, get out of here. Well, it, it goes even more, more, more uh, in depth than, than that. Right. Because again, primary thing that most people want is to be understood. If you, if you, are with somebody and they feel like they can be comfortable on you and that, that you understand them. Honestly, you could be the ugliest dude in the world. You got that woman and, and she could be the most beautiful. You got her in the palm of your hand, but it has to be genuine. Mind yeah. you. you can artificially do that, especially like you said, when they're in vulnerable states because they're already emotional. But even then, if you tap into that and it's like, I know exactly how you feel. It's it's tough because now you're emotionally there and emotional is like, yeah, it's, like I said, guys get themselves in trouble. Women are more attuned to that. So I would say guys do it, but <laughs> they're not all that great about it. Yeah. They'll usually tell when a woman's, uh, anybody, I think guys, guys can tell when a woman's unhappy. You don't know why she's unhappy. And of course, <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're really attracted to her, you're going to ask mm. what's wrong. And maybe at first she doesn't want to, oh, I really don't want to talk about it. It's like, all right, cool. And that's really the best thing that you can do. And then later on, you can only hear that so often before you're finally going to break down. Yeah. And if I say, hey, what's wrong? And then all of a sudden everything starts pouring out. It's like, mm-hmm. And you're going to know too if something is different with your spouse to the point we talked about earlier, like they start distancing themselves. Oh, yeah. I think that if you care about that person, you should try to figure out what's going on with them. Try to be there for him, them you know, in that scenario, instead of just kind of, I don't know, just letting it go and just be like, oh, well, she just likes to go to the gym now. Or I'm not saying accuse them, but I'm just saying that like, make sure that you guys are still sharing intimacy and, you know, the emotional support, really trying to focus on your spouse rather than trying to look for that. Yeah. Because again, and I can't, I can't stress this enough. It's, it's absolutely devastating for the people that it happens to. It's absolutely devastating. And I don't think people, because some people, A, don't recover from it. Other people, it warps their viewpoint in such a way that from there on in, they're suspicious of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I can't blame them, right? I'm not saying this is bad, but what it does is it hinders you in future relationships. Because if your thought is, okay, here's this person who professed their love to me and and did all these things for years and told me how much they loved me for years. And then they did me wrong. I'm supposed to 
to trust a stranger that comes along and starts telling me that they love me. And I don't even know that this person I knew for, you know, 20 years, 15 years and they did me wrong. So now everybody can do me wrong, which means I don't trust anybody and they won't. It stifles them. Yeah. They can't get in relationships after that. I mean, cheating is already selfish, but that's another level of being selfish because if you were unhappy and you felt like you were going to cheat, break up with them first because I can guarantee you they can get over that a lot better or faster than they can if you had an affair and then you end up breaking up anyway. To your point, you're giving them even more complexes later on. So it's this double whammy of not only did you hurt them like nobody else could, but now you've not ruined their future, but you've created this thing now that they're going to have to do that. I mean, it could, you could. And then the other question becomes, right? Because this happens too. And I don't know what the statistics are on this for the people that have been cheated on. Do they turn around and cheat now? Mm. Cause then they feel justified. Cause it's that whole victim mentality where yeah. I was the person that was wronged which means from here on in, I can do whatever I want to because I was wronged, right? So, and you see that with, with guys sometimes, right? That they they get cheated on and then something snaps in their brain and from there on in, they dog out every woman that they've ever been with. Right. And the justification is, well, I was cheated on once, so now from here on in, I'm going to cheat on them mm-hmm. so that they don't I get a women. chance. Well, it's not even that they hate women. It's more like, I'm not going to give them an opportunity yeah. to hurt me. I'm going to hurt them first. And so if we do break up, it's doesn't matter because guess what? I already cheated on you. And if you do cheat on me, doesn't matter. I already cheated on you too. So we're even, you know, kind of thing. And it can get that way too. But, but, and the reason why I asked that, or the reason why I questioned that is because it seems like a lot, if not most of the women that I date, they've all been cheated on. And it seems like the person, the other people, and I would, I'd be interested because I've dated a lot of women and now I have, if the statistics are right, right? You said how many women... It's probably what, like 40%, 50%, give or take, of people cheat on cheat on whatever? Like, uh, how, you know, population-wise. Because if women cheat, let's say 40% of the time and men cheat 50, which I don't know. I think they said in marriages only, I think it was like 25% of people have an affair in a marriage. Okay, that, that aside, right? But let's say that the numbers are equal from both men and women. Okay. So it doesn't matter. It's just an affair. They're pretty close. Okay, fair enough. But then that means that out of... The many women that I've dated, at least 25% of them cheated on their husband. Now, again, we never got that far, yeah. but that's what that implies, right? Is that even me going out there, I'm dating women that have probably cheated on their, again, they're going to keep that close to the chest. Right. Unless you talk about like why they got a divorce, in which case that usually comes out, right? But most of the time I would say that if you were the cheater, you probably say some nonsense along the lines of like, yeah, I just... Wasn't feeling it and we just got a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to admit to that. <laughs> right. But it'll come to light at some point. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that some people people are going to talk and you'll find out, oh, no, they had an affair depending on, you People know, be talking. Man, they, they do. They do. <laughs> and that's the and that's the other bit. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this much and I'll leave it. But there is a uh, train of thought that if there is an infidelity in the marriage, the best thing that you can do in order for it to work is not tell anybody. Keep that completely private. Don't let that because, you know, we we have a tendency of 
blowing up Facebook and saying some stupid stuff, even though you're not saying it, you start putting these little memes of you can't trust people when they hurt you because <laughs> then everybody's, you know, hitting you up. Becky, what's wrong? Why are you putting this meme out there? And like people that hurt you just make you stronger or whatever. There's, you know, whatever those sayings that get you through. But my point being is that once you start blasting that, it opens up another door. And I would say that there's, I've known people that, that said they had an affair. They never told anybody. And it wasn't until years later that it came to light because they kept it secret. Like they yeah. worked it out amongst themselves. I would say if that's the route that you want to go trying to make it work, don't blow it up. Don't tell yeah, anybody. I feel like, and this could be situational, but I will say that if I was married and let's say that my husband did have a one night something or other and he legitimately felt terrible, never happened ever again. Yeah. I think I'd be okay not knowing about it and just let it, because if you tell me, I had a buddy that told me that too. He's like, you better not ever let me know. You better. That's not what I'm ever saying. Like, just I'm know. not saying that's good per se, but it's just like we all make mistakes. It happens. If you did this thing and you know you spend the rest of our marriage making it up to me, or we have a good marriage, everything's great, and it's just this one thing. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a difference between uh, one time thing. Uh-huh. A lap in judgment, yeah. right? Versus an ongoing an affair. Yeah. That's because that takes planning. Right. That takes a lot more deception. Right. Like you have to make sure that your others doesn't find out. Whereas if it was just one thing. Yeah. Like it happened. Oh my gosh, I never want this to happen again. And that's it. It will never yeah. happen again. And you regret it and you feel guilty and you right. try to atone, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, great. And you could do that even with an affair, but you have to understand you've created a lot of damage. Yeah. Because you've lied so much and it's hard to combat. Little white lies again, your wife makes you spaghetti and it doesn't taste all that great. It's like, mm, it tastes wonderful, sweetheart. Like, oh, it's wonderful. You'll 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 survive that. But something where it's like, hey, honey, I'm going out with the boys and I probably won't come home tonight because we might end up going to the casinos mm. and we might stay. The, now you're taking it way yeah. too far when in reality... You know, you've got an Airbnb with you and your yeah. your mistress. We should whatever. definitely do an episode online, but um, but yeah, I think the moral of the story is there's nothing good that's going to come out of cheating. So cheating, you're against it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. I am against it. <laughs> After all this conversation, you I don't know wanted, if I'm because you got to declare. You got to declare where your stance is. And so we at this podcast are against. We it are against cheating. Hundred yes, percent. Yes. We're we're against it. We're in the negative there. Okay. Good. But we Just, did it. We yay. covered it. Without crying. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep it as light as possible. No, but seriously, it's 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 not a good thing. And I think hopefully people will think twice before they decide to go on there. Because it can be very tempting. It's exciting. You think nobody's ever going to find out about it. Um, you know, I haven't been this excited in a long time. You know, yeah. things that are tingling, they weren't tingling before. And now all of a sudden <laughs> I feel alive. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. We're all human and we all... Sometimes crave a little bit of excitement, but just be very careful because it's it is fire and you will get burned. Doesn't matter which way it goes. So yeah. Anyways, yay, day. <laughs> Don't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye. All right, bye.